Our service will begin in just a few moments, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. For the month of August, we are doing this wonderful healing series, The Heart of Healing, and we're looking at the power of the practices of healing. We're looking at love. We're looking at imagination. We are looking at the power of healing that Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of our Unity Movement, has taught. Myrtle says it is really important to pray, of course, but also we must use these practices as well to facilitate our healing, knowing that the master healer lives within. So we're just grateful you're with us today. We look forward to your presence here on virtually with us today, and know that you will have a wonderful experience. Our music today is outstanding. We're so blessed to have such a wonderful music department. So let's go in and really enjoy the service. And follow me, let's go. Welcome to our live stream service today. We live stream our Sunday service at 9.30 Central Time every week. And our archive services are available anytime on the Unity website. Our book drive for noble elementary students continues through the end of this week. New books may be left in the Unity bus parked in front of our lot Monday through Thursday from 9 to 5. And a book list is on our website. Monetary donations are also welcome, and it's easy to give on our website, and please use the Book Drive Fund. Join us today on Zoom at 11 a.m. to hear from a panel of six members who are truly transforming the world in their own unique way. Then Monday evening, Kevin Hudala and Kristen Helen lead a workshop on letting your inner leader out to play big. New events this week include several things, a lot of exciting things here at Unity Minneapolis. Dane Stauffer's storytelling from page to the stage class is offered two times, Tuesday evening and Wednesday mornings. And then I do a book discussion on how to be an anti-racist. It's also offered twice. Yes, Wednesday evening is already complete. It is a full class on Wednesday evening. On Thursday morning, we are blessed to have openings there. I am so grateful that we offered this class twice. And thanks to a generous donor, a copy of the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, is free to participants, but you must pre-register via our website, and that is required, registration. We look forward to seeing you in class. 
First Friday experience this Friday is at 7 p.m. Join us to watch What Am I Learning From My White Grandchildren? It's a TED Talk by Anthony Pearson, and then be part of a community discussion facilitated by Reverend Tony. Next Sunday, Pat Samples leads a workshop on discovering the power of your divine self through dance. And our September music series begins. A change is gonna come the musical soundtrack of getting into good trouble. Save the date for Thursday, September the 10th for World Day of Prayer. We'll begin at 7 a.m. at 7 a.m. with a 12-hour virtual prayer vigil on Zoom, and then our World Day of Prayer service will be live-streamed at 7 p.m. Learn more about what's going on here at Unity Minneapolis and the upcoming activities and events through our Facebook page and through our website as well. You can also contact the church through our email or voicemail. I invite you now, if you would, to go to that place in your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence this morning. Join me in our opening prayer. And this morning, as we begin our prayer, we remember the words of the prophet Malachi. Micah, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. So this morning, we pray with these individuals here that have requested our prayers represented by our prayer box. We pray with those who have recently lost loved ones. We pray with those that are dealing with COVID-19. We pray with their families. We pray with their doctors, their medical team. We pray with those dealing with cancer and their families. We pray with those dealing with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and their families. We pray with those today that are in physical pain. We pray with those experiencing depression. We pray with those that are lonely and afraid. We pray with those that are that are underemployed or unemployed. And we pray with those that are in abusive relationships. We pray with those that have been sexually abused. We pray with those that are active in their addictions and those in recovery. We pray with those that feel that they have been abandoned by others. And we pray with those being held at the borders of our country, especially families and children. And we pray today with our homeless. We pray with those in prison. We pray with those that have been abused by the criminal justice system. We pray with those that have been denied their civil rights. And we pray with those that are struggling with their own faith. We pray with our city leaders, our state leaders, our national leaders. We pray for our country. We pray for our world. We pray for our spiritual community, Unity Minneapolis, the Board of Trustees, its leadership, its staff, its ministers, its music team, all the wonderful volunteers. We pray with each and every individual. And we pray with our prayer ministry, our prayer chaplain ministry, our Unity Cares and Service Angels, and our Unity Healing Ministry. And this morning, we pray with an attitude of gratitude for those extending kindness into the world. And this morning we give thanks that we are able to extend our blessings into the world. So today we know that regardless of what we are experiencing and regardless of what our loved ones are experiencing, that this divine presence within is greater than any experience. We give thanks that we are able today to go forth and be the hands and the feet and the voice of God. And we give thanks in advance for answered prayer. Thanks in advance for answered prayer. And we say, thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And so we let it be. Amen. You're going to love this opening song. We invite you to join us and sing at home. Run along with us. Love, sweet love. 
that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for everyone. Lord, we don't need another mountain. There are mountains and hillsides enough to climb. There are oceans and rivers. Enough to cross, enough to last till the end of time. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. No, not just for some, but for There are sunbeams and moonbeams enough to shine. Oh, listen, Lord, if you want to know. I could feel it. Could you? I could feel it. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to Unity Minneapolis. We're so grateful you're with us today. Regardless of where you are in the world, we welcome you today. And as we welcome you, we know our oneness with each other and we know in our hearts that there is absolutely no distance in spirit. And one of the things that one of our core values here is that of welcoming. Therefore, my dear friends, we want you to feel welcomed. And if you'd like to find more about our uh, community, our spiritual community, check out our website at unityminneapolis.org. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. You know, we have some other guests with us today, and I'm excited about that. Margie Black is providing our meditation today. Margie is an amazing woman. Amazing. She has been active in this church for years. She leads our healing core on the core team of our healing ministry, and she has been on our prayer ministry, and she co-leads our prayer chaplains. She's an excellent trainer, an excellent teacher, and her meditations awesome. We're blessed to have her here today. Welcome very much. And our speaker today is really no stranger to us at all. She has been a member of Unity Minneapolis for many years. She refers to her, herself as a long-time Unity minister, and she leads our leadership development team here at Unity Minneapolis. Professionally and personally, she's a champion of she's a champion for consciousness creative aging, supporting everyone she meets and living with an unbridled sense of creativity, joy and freedom until their dying breath. And she does that. She does this in so many ways, including uh, as a writing coach, she's an editor to teacher. She also coordinates a statewide program called Aging with Gusto for the Vital Aging Network. In addition, through a program called Essential Motion, she guides individuals and groups in uncovering and expressing the natural brilliance in their bodies. She's, uh, which is also has been a topic of a TED Talk that she gave last year. She spoke here last year as well, about this same time of year. We had a phenomenal response, and it is indeed a joy to welcome Pat Samples, our very own today, as she gives us the message that God has placed in her heart today. We also have a musical guest that's certainly no stranger to the New Thought Movement, and certainly no stranger to me. Laurie, tell us who we have. Holy crackers. Holy crackers. It's, it's crazy. You know, she's in the Twin Cities area for a while, and 
we're so fortunate that uh, she connected, we connected, and she's with us this morning. Megan, McDon Megan, see, I can hardly speak. I'm just all jittery. Megan McDonough. You know, I believe she signed her first record deal when she was 17. She has sung in halls from Carnegie Hall to many of the major theaters across the globe. She's one of the founding members of the Four Bitch and Babes, a group that keeps adding new members over time, really um, acclaimed, nationally, internationally acclaimed, many albums. She herself has 15 solo albums out there. And you know, one of the greatest things is Frank Sinatra kissed her one time. Yeah. So, and she also wrote three of the four tunes today. Uh, we have done amazing things before here and other of her selections. She's a great composer. Please um, check out her website and become even more familiar. But. You know, we have a little history here, too. I know that. I know. When I was yes. blessed to be able to serve a church in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago, Megan was one of our regulars at Unity uh, in, on the North Shore. And I can assure you that whenever she was there, the place... Well, I didn't, wouldn't say filled up, but it got full. There was over 500 seats in that place. Someone's is huge. Megan, welcome. We're so glad you're with us. Yes, we feel that joy. And so this morning, we're also going to uh, share the daily word with you this morning. So let's just begin by centering ourselves and just take that deep breath within you, within me. And let us read together our daily word. We now move deeper into spirit with this reading of the daily word. And you're invited to mentally add your prayers in our prayer box. You're also invited to submit a prayer request online. And your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days. And then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. And the word for today is light. Light. The light of God surrounds me. When darkness casts shadows in my life or in the life of someone I care about, I call upon the divine light that lives within me and expresses as me. And just as the light of the sun eliminates the sky, the light of God eliminates my mind and brightens my soul and warms my heart. And even during life's darkest moments, the light of God is always shining within me, just as it shines within all people. And basking in this light, I find the strength and the power to lift myself up. And through the acts of service and loving kindness, I can be the light that helps guide others through any darkness they may be facing. Every smile, kind word, thoughtful deed, or offer of help has the potential to brighten someone's day. And the scripture today is from Psalms 112, verse 4. They rise in the darkness as a light for the upright. They are gracious, merciful, and righteousness. The light of God surrounds me. The word for the day is light.
of deep calm and peacefulness and direct our awareness to the inner source of divine light and love, to that shining beacon that glows at the center of our being. We open our hearts and minds to the aspect of this light that is divine wisdom. Divine wisdom that knows the truth of this lifetime. That offers a clear vision of who we really are and who we have come here to be. That guides our path of inner exploration and illuminates our purpose. And in this peaceful glow, we become aware that we as souls, each of us in our own perfect way, have come here to lead with our light, to be a leader of light, inviting others to follow, inspiring them to recognize their own light, a light of respect, of acceptance, of collaboration, of service, of kindness, of compassion, and most significantly, the light of love. as we all lead with our light, sharing our vision, living our vision. We impact our communities, lifting the consciousness of those we meet, guiding us all to live in ways that intentionally honor each person, whoever and wherever they are. creating a wave of love and wisdom that ripples out into our world, allowing our collective light to shine in every corner of our planet. We embrace this vision of ourselves and others as leaders of light. We see our world transformed by this expanding illumination. So let us take a few moments in silence as we feel the glow of divine radiance at the center of our being expand out beyond us, lifting all in our community and our world to a higher vision of their own light and contributions to peace and healing.
as we return to this moment, we are grateful for the light in our spiritual community, in our city, our country, and our world. We envision our collective light as an expanding beacon, illuminating a path of love, peace, and healing for our planet. We open our hearts and invite all to join us in leading with our light. For this we say, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. the choice each new day brings and with every breath you take bless the progress that you make the reason you live is found in every
eyes and take a breath and Goodness, good morning. God is so good to have brought us this music this morning, this meditation. I can just go home because they've already delivered the message this morning so powerfully. And I'm so thrilled to be with this community here in, in the church at the moment, but also with, with all of you that are watching this morning. I love this Unity community and so grateful for all of you that are visiting this morning. It's such an honor to be with all of you. I get to, I get to be uh, looking out into the face of God, as we sang earlier. You are the face of God. You are a part of me. You are the face of God. What a gift. What a gift this morning. I'm also thrilled to be here because I love this community so much, and I'm so inspired by the vision of Unity Minneapolis. I remember when I first heard the vision of celebrating a world transformed by love, peace, and compassion. My gosh, this is not a small vision. We don't just say, oh, we hope you're going to feel good at the end of the service and go home and have a good day. We're going to transform the world. This, this is something I, I, I show up for. I want to sign up for. So I'm very excited to be a part of this community. And I'm part of, I love, too, being part of the leadership development team here at Unity Minneapolis. Uh, earlier this year, we met in January for our planning retreat, and we looked at knowing that there were going to be some changes at Unity Minneapolis this year with some building plans that we had. And so we thought, well, we'd, let's really work this year at helping people, everybody really in the community, to find their inner leadership capacity so that we can move through these changes with, with a reasonable amount of grace. Well, wow, change. Uh, I think we were right on, don't you? The change uh, was something we needed to deal with. My goodness, we have a world full of change. We have COVID going on. We have climate change. We have uh, waking up to racism. We have uh, hurricanes and fires and, and multiple tragedies and traumas. And just this week, another black man being killed by police. I mean, we've just got so many things happening that are, that are changing. And so here we are with an opportunity to, uh, to stretch ourselves. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do this morning, is to stretch yourself a bit, to take into account maybe there's more, maybe you're more than and more capable than you thought you were. And I don't say this because I think you should be doing more stuff uh, or to try to make you feel guilty about not doing enough, but rather how can you access that place of ease inside of yourself that will give you the possibility of being a part of this vision of a transformed world. What I most want you to remember about what I say here today is that each of us is born with a God-given, deeply-seated impulse, a, our big yes, to uh, contribute to the grand, ongoing evolution 
of all creation. There was, a, you know, we live in an evolving universe. There was a big bang that just threw everything out into stars and planets and has created life, has created humanity, has gotten us to a place of self-aware human consciousness. And now all, all the great many of the great spiritual teachers out there are trying to tell us right now Teachers like Pema Chodron and Ken Wilbur and Terry Patton, Craig Hamilton, so many more are speaking about that this is a time of in our evolution where this unstoppable upward trajectory is getting ready to make a big leap. This is a time of accelerating human consciousness. And here we are. Evolution needs us to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that. We showed up at this lifetime to help create this next big cosmic yes. And the good news, the God news, if you will, is that this evolutionary impulse is actually who and what we are. It's We're made of this at our deepest level. So as we play our individual part, and we do this jointly with others, we're together inventing, a po or a powerful force for inventing a new way of being, uh, a, a new enlightened way of being. Barbara Marks Hubbard, the great visionary, says we're, uh, calls it the, the new human. And Terry Patton in his wonderful book, A New Republic of the Heart, speaks of this time as a state of emergence. We've certainly heard a lot these days about states of emergency. We've had them up to here, haven't we? But this is a different different wording, different idea, a state of emergence. And it's coming, and we have this evolutionary impulse in us to take us into this state of emergence. So what is this evolutionary impulse that I'm talking about? It's that tap on the shoulder from the divine, that nudge with inside of your heart that the universe hears and prompts and says, I'm here to support you in bringing this, to, bringing this to fruition. It's your invitation to tap into this universal creativity, the God within. I was just uh, a couple days ago, ran across a, an interview with the acclaimed conservationist and teacher at Harvard, Medical, or Harvard Divinity School. Um, and she said, brought it down to home, I thought. She said, what I see is that we're watching our democracy erode, but Listen to this. But at the same time, look at what's evolving. She uses that word. Look at what's evolving. A heightened sense of consciousness and great and engagement. And it transcends politics. She also says, uh, we're being asked to deeply question everything that we've taken for granted. Have you noticed that? That's certainly how I'm experiencing it. And then she goes on to say, I wonder who will we be when we emerge. Well, we really don't know, do we? I don't know. You don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty. But that's normal before any big leap in evolutionary development. And yet, here we are. We're born as, as evolutionaries at this time into a state of emergence and being called to create a new human. What, what might that look like? What might that look like? Give that a thought. Give that a thought for a moment. What might that look like to have a more evolved human consciousness? The wonderful spiritual teacher Craig Hamilton offers an exercise that I want to just give us a moment to, to take, take in and try. To consider ourselves as an emissary of the future. So if you, here's the question he asks. What is your deepest knowing of what a human life could be and express? So if you would just close your eyes for just a couple moments and just from all of your experience of, of divine moments of seeing the highest in, in people, in your deepest intuition, envision and feel into what could be, what life could be like at a much higher state of evolution than the one you currently occupy. Allow yourself to step into and embody this possibility as fully as you can. What might the future human look like? 
what, how might it be operating? And now, if you would open your eyes, considering this new vision, here's an example of what one individual offered as this more evolved state of humanity. That individual is John Lewis, the beloved civil rights leader and ambassador of love who served in Congress until his death recently. And this is what he had to say, and it's a little long, and I think every word of it is valuable, so I'm going to share it with you. Anchor the eternity of love in your own soul and embed this planet with goodness. Lean toward the whispers of your own heart. Discover the universal truth and follow its dictates. Release the need to hate, to harbor division and the enticement of revenge. Release all bitterness. Hold on to love. Only peace in your heart. Knowing that the battle of good to overcome evil is already won. Does this sound a little bit like unity teachings maybe? Choose confrontation wisely. But when it is your time, don't be afraid to stand up, speak up, and speak out against injustice. And if you follow your truth down the road to peace and the affirmation of love, if you shine like a beacon for all to see, then the poetry of all the great dreamers and philosophers is yours to manifest in a nation, a world community, and a beloved community that is finally at peace with itself. This, to me, speaks of an evolved human consciousness. I'm wondering if it does for you. So you maybe have your own sense of what an evolved consciousness might look like. And so imagine if you were sent back to be an emissary of the future and you were given the task of demonstrating what this evolved humanity might look like. That the future of evolution of humanity depends on each of us showing our showing this way forward. So how do we do this? How do we shine? How do we let that light shine that, that, that Margie Black talked about in the meditation? How do we do amazing things, as the music said? Well, this month our theme is healing, and last week Reverend Pack talked about healing is a change in consciousness. And Myrtle Fillmore, our Unity co-founder, says this, rejoice, she starts with the word rejoice, don't you love it? Rejoice and remember that you have the power to change conditions. <sighs> you have the power to change conditions. Barbara Marks Hubbard states this really simply, she says, what if all you had to do to become the new human that the planet now needs is to deeply trust that desire and find kindred spirits to help you manifest it. Simple, yes? The new world will be created by billions of small acts of spiritual courage, she says. I looked, I was, I was struck around a month ago when I was starting to prepare my thoughts for today the Daily Word said this, and it, I think it sums up really everything I'm saying today. So I want you to listen closely. My powerful and joyous contribution to the world's good is possible because I believe myself to be a conscious agent for beneficial change. I make valuable contributions to the spiritual evolution of humanity. We make powerful and joyful contributions. We are conscious agents for beneficial change. Our contributions are spiritual evolution of humanity. Exactly what I've been talking about this morning. So agreeing to be an agent of divinity in the world makes our choices very powerful. Some of us will be activists out on the front line of things, some of us not. But the point is that everything Everything we do now takes on a new and profound significance when we realize we are part of a great new evolutionary leap. Our petty concerns are, are not that important at this point. Our wounded psyches maybe can take a rest because we have something, some, we're being called to something way bigger. 
some practices I want to talk about because obviously unity is about practical Christianity. So the first thing, I mean, what we want to do is align ourselves with this evolutionary part of ourselves. You know, we have the other part of ourselves, and we want to notice that first. We have the part of us that's, gosh, this is so scary times, and I don't know what I can do, and it's so overwhelming, and oh, I just, it gets worse every day, and all those conversations that we have, and we can notice those, have some compassion for those and where those came from. And then we can choose the evolutionary point of view instead. We can say, I am willing to have the power of the divine Teach me, move me, create through me. You can say this with me if you'd like. I'm willing to have the power of the divine teach me, move me, create through me. We can ask in any challenging moment, what is the evol most evolutionary response I can have to this circumstance? We can, uh, we can allow ourselves to be overtaken by the momentum of, that's beyond our thoughts, that's beyond our efforting, but that comes from that divine impetus that carries us forward if we're willing and humble. About a month ago, I entered a question into the Nextdoor app, which is an app that serves to bring neighborhood people together to share neighborhood concerns and, and help one another. And the question I entered that day was based on an experience I had earlier in the day, which was out in front of my house watching a young black man on his knees with his hands up behind his head, completely compliant as 10 police officers surrounded him with guns pointed at him. I was terrified. I was terrified for this young man. I knew that because I was white, I wasn't going to end up where he was if I was being pursued by the police. I wouldn't, they wouldn't have me do that. They wouldn't be pointing guns at me like that. I knew that. And I watched as they handcuffed him, put him in the back of the police car, and then a few minutes later, released him and let him go. Obviously, he hadn't committed the crime he was stopped for. So I went up to the police and I said, what, what happened here? And they said, well, you know, this kind of thing happens all the time. We, and you have to check it out and see. And then if a person's uh, okay, you let them go. Just, just leave it to us. Let us take care of it. I was just appalled. I was shocked. I was sad. And my heart was so heavy. So I went back inside the house and I wrote some emails to my city council members in Brooklyn Center, and I put a question on Next App. I said briefly what had happened, and I, I said, you know what, I wonder if anybody knows anything about this situation that could shed more light on it for me. Please, let, please tell me. And I got responses. I didn't get help on this incident. I got comment after comment after comment about how racism is and how police are and how police aren't respected, and I got vicious, viciousness started coming at me from every direction. And that was a moment for me where I knew, I asked myself, what is the evolutionary impulse calling from asking me to do right now? How can I lift up humanity at this moment? I was tempted to just leave it behind, but I instead invited people in this conversation to consider being open-hearted, open-minded, to, uh, to note, make notes, comment on what they agreed with that someone else said, to lift each other up, to respectfully communicate with one another, have a civil conversation. I said the same blood flows in all of us. And the conversation changed. People began to speak with a more reasoned, tone. They offered thoughts and ideas and listened and there was conversation that took place that was a different kind of conversation. This was a moment where I got a chance to exercise this evolutionary impulse and I saw the possibility in our everyday lives of changing human consciousness. 
And that's what I'm inviting you to consider. Ask yourself, what does the evolutionary impulse within you need from you? What is it calling you to be? How can you, I stretch myself to be more fully, more fully embody this impulse? You know, maybe it's through taking on how to how to how to uh, uh, be an anti-racist class and and taking actions that reflect a shift in cultural consciousness. Your little actions that maybe are just one little action, but collectively can make a huge difference. Maybe it's joining up with our Earth, new Earth Care Ministry that's forming here at Unity Minneapolis to help reshape how we treat the mother that we live on and that gives life to us. Maybe it's holding the hand of somebody who's really scared and, and doesn't have a very elevated consciousness at the moment. Maybe it's choosing to support candidates that reflect a higher vision of humanity. Maybe they're not perfect. But doing it rather than sinking into cynicism and despair, which is so easy to go to these days. Terry Patton says, and I love this, he said, we do not know and cannot know enough to justify despair and passivity. Do you get this? We each have a role to play in the cosmic unfolding of an upraising, an upleveling of human consciousness. Are you ready? Take some time today, tomorrow, when you can take a little time this week to hang out with your evolutionary impulse. Listen in deeply to what your heart is asking you to do, what you can say yes to that will transform the world through love, peace, and compassion. And then find others that you can join to. As the song said earlier, is, I think is coming up, is be brave, be brave. So consider, too, attending these workshops today at 11 o'clock. You'll hear from six people in our community who are doing a dynamic job in small and big ways of transforming the world. You'll hear from a 12-year-old who will tell you how she is consci consciously choosing to spend money. You will hear from a woman living in assisted living who is choosing to act eight minutes and 47, 46 seconds every day on behalf of shifting racism. You will be able to explore some of your own ways that you are transforming the world. And tomorrow night, our workshop will be a chance for you to bring something that you're feeling an impulse to, but you don't ha quite have it figured out. You don't quite know how you can, how you can be the leader that will bring this to life. And Karen, Kevin and Kristen will lead you and give you some opportunities to take that to, to a greater evolution. Here's some questions to ponder this week. How will I help this birth of the humanity? How will I help the birth of this new human today? How will I show the face of God? You can be amazing, you can turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. You can be the outcast or be the backlash of somebody's lack of love. Or you can start speaking up. Nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do when they settle neath your skin. Kept on the inside with no sunlight, sometimes the shadow wins. Oh, but I wonder what would happen if you say what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be free with what you want to say and let the words fall out. Honestly, I want to see you be free. Just want to see you.
Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Unity Band. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much. And this morning, Margie, thank you so much for such a beautiful meditation. And Pat Samples, a very inspiring talk for me this morning. Thank you very much. So it's time in our service to, to, make, to practice that spiritual law of circulation, that spiritual law of giving and receiving. So we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis, and you can do so in a very easy way. You, if you're on your personal phone, you can text us at 77977-GIVE-TO-UNITY. Uh, you can also donate there on our secured website as well. I am willing to have the power of the divine touch me, to move me, and to create for me. Let's take that into the stillness just for a moment as we prepare to make our gift. And let us know the truth that divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. So let us take just a moment as we bless these gifts. We bless all the gifts that are given today. We bless those gifts that's been received in the mail this week. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. And we truly send these gifts forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Youth and family, we miss you so much. And I am so pleased that we have a full program for you from all ages. So check that out on our website as well. We have volunteers that are Zooming with you. And be, take advantage of that as well. There's also wonderful things that are happening here this week. You can check that out on unityminneapolis.org. And also, don't forget our 11 o'clock workshop today on leadership. It's presented by our leadership team. All are welcome. So join us at 11 today. A lot going on. Let's stand together. If you're wherever you are, let's stand together for your peace song and a prayer for protection on our peace song. I'm going to invite Pat and... Uh, Margie also to the platform with me, uh, and we have uh, X marked. We have X marks the spot here. Have you noticed that X marks the spot? And so you stand on your X, and we're about six feet apart. So we are doing all we can to be safe and social distance. That's for sure. So let us know together our prayer for protection. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine. And all is swell. And our peace on.
to have you here today. Oh, Just a wonderful meditation and lesson. Thank you, Reverend Pat. Um, see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us.